0: Good evening, Rabbi Yisai. Welcome back. Pleasure to be here with everyone this evening. Another beautiful, wonderful Thursday evening rolling into. Uh, uh, been a busy week again. Unfortunately, a very busy week for Klal Uh Klal was is very busy these days. We're all davening. We're all taking things on. We're doing extra mitzvahs. We're 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 pushing ourselves to learn more. And. Um, we should see the tide continue to turn in our favor. The Rebunshans should send Yeshua should send brachas, should send good tidings. Good tidings and, and good news. And we're all davening so hard for, um, you know, 200 plus of our brothers and sisters that are held in captivity right now. It's really like, mind-numbing to think about it. And we should hear very, very good news very soon. They should all come safely and swiftly home. And the of our continued davening and learning and everything together. So on that note, Let's do a little bit of learning now, okay? The brachas, we made brachas already on another award-winning chalent over here. Baruch Hashem, the thanks to our chalent our crew. And Parshas Lech Lecha. Let's explore Parshas Lech Lecha a little bit. So Lech Lecha begins with um, Lech Lecha. Hashem telling Avram Avinu, let's go, let's get moving, time to go. Right? Time to go. And, um... We're told that this is one of the trials of Avram. How many trials, how many tests did Avram face? Yeah. Ten. Asarnas, yainus Mishnah, and others. Avram Avinu was tested ten times. The Mishnah says, and he withstood all, all ten tests. He, he succeeded. Are you, you sure? Yeah. You want mine? Awesome. Okay, alright, you had already. Yeah. Okay. B'chaim, yes, yeah, right, B'chaim. So ten tests, ten trials. And Avram vino succeeded in each and every test. So the first trial, generally, there's a Bachleik because we should have different different ways of counting the different tests. Um, the first one, perhaps, was the end of Lashik's parsha where Avram had to jump into the fiery furnace to an uh, test of his faith in God. Okay, but generally, the beginning of Lech Lecha is counted as one of the trials. The beginning of Lech Lecha, where the Bais tells Avram Avinu Lech Lecha Avram, go, leave your father's land, leave your homeland, leave your birthplace go to the land that I'm going to that that show you I'm going to show you where it is I'm not going to tell you now go to the land that I'm going to show you on the way where it is so this is and, and what does Abram do? without thinking without questioning without batting an eyelid or an eyelash whichever, the one, whichever is the one that you bat without batting either one Okay. doesn't bat an eyelash or an eyelid he gets up and he goes so this is a test this was a test is he going to follow God faithfully? Hashem says, go. Is he going to go or is he not going to go? And he goes. So I want to ask a basic question. What kind of test is this? This is a test? What kind of this sign is this? Would any of us have said no? Let, let, let me explain. Hashem didn't just tell Avram, get up and go. Avram, go. What, what? Hashem said a few other things. What else did Hashem say? What else did Hashem say? From other uh, tests. What? Other tests. Other tests? When Hashem said to Avram, "You should go. What else did Hashem say? No, it's a Leave your relatives. What else? What? Leave your relatives. Leave your relatives. That's right. And go to the land that I, I'm not going to even show. You, tell tell you which land it is until you on the until you get there on the way. I'm going to give you clues, right? By the way, this week's Show, it's a mucker for the uh, reaver, longstanding reaver tradition. Every summer, the reavers take a road trip. We pack everyone into the Ford Transit and we head out somewhere to an undisclosed location. My kids never know where we're going. They always try to guess. They're getting more and more clever. It's getting harder and harder. This time they came with the atlases and they were paying attention to the highways and the exits. It's like They thought we were going to Arkansas, so they obviously oh. failed miserably. Right, went to the Colorado Rockies this year. Anyway, I never tell my kids where we're going until we get there. we have a looking for Avramino. Hashem sent Avram on the original road trip, and Avram didn't know where he was going. It was a surprise. It was a surprise. Uh, Hashem gave him like, you know, turn right over here, turn left over here, take this exit, you know, turn left at the um uh, the rest stop over here. Hashem didn't let Avram know where he was going. So so that's we once that part that process, but the must told Avram a few other things. What else did Hashem tell Avram? Is, is that all he said? Just go, go? What else did he say? Who was religious last year, Lech Lecha. Who Who oh. is from? Is the first time we're doing Lech Lecha? What else did, I'll, I'll, you want you want to know what else Hashem said? erinson was so you you was religious last year (laughs) what's the next plastic say hashem tells avram go go leave your father's land and hashem goes on to say i'm going to make you into a great nation there in wherever you're going to end up i'm going to bless you i'm going to make give you a great reputation i'm going to give you wealth i'm going to give you brachas you're going to be able to bench people hashem says and you'll be so prestigious those who bless you will be blessed those who curse you they will be cursed i'm going to protect you wherever you go abram brocha is going to go right through you everyone's going to everyone's going to use you as an example when they want to bless their friends you should be conventional like abram so so he's getting a little bit of a package over here no Hashem's promising him like a package deal hashem is saying go to your undisclosed destination and and there, look at all the bracha you're gonna get. I'm gonna give you. Abram is, doesn't have any kindelach. He's barren, right? He's childless. I'm gonna give you kids. I'm gonna give you money. I'm gonna give you a reputation. Etc. Cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. So would anybody say no to that? Would, would anyone say no? Like, what? Why not? Like, that sounds great. Sure, I'm there. I'm down. Where do I sign up? Right. When do When when do we leave? We will pack now. I wouldn't even pack. Just jump and jump on the get in the back of the pickup truck. There, let's go. What what kind of Nisayan is this? Everyone hear the question? This is a test. This is a trial. Like why why should he say no? Hashem is promising him all these goodies all these richnesses and muchnesses. Why why should he say no? Nobody would say no. He is a good kasha? What's the Nisayan? What's the test? What's the test? It's 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 that's so, a was difficulty, right? What? not the test be that Hashem will fall through wrong ones? The test is: Does he believe that Hashem will make good on the promises? Um, that is itself is a test. Believing in Hashem, uh, maybe. But th- that's not how the the mafarshim. Okay, so Sam wants to suggest that maybe the test is he has to have good faith and confidence in Hashem that Hashem is going to make good on the promises, and that was the test. Not not not, not leaving as much as believing. I, I, it's a nice suggestion. The, the way it's presented, the problem is like this, so when the rishonim present this, rishonim when they list this as the test, they said the test is the fact that he had to leave his homeland. Yeah. He had to leave. That's the test. It's very testing. Leave Israel, come here. It's worried, yeah. what shall I do, how is it going to go, where should I sit, where I live, kids, where I put them in school. There's so much much support. So all the logistics are moving to a new place. Yeah. A lot of logistics, yeah. Okay, okay. But we can say more. Let's say more. So Sam has a good suggestion. Uh, the, the, our other Sam, Ravina Shmuel, right? Another suggestion. So I want to I want to okay. take this further. And it, it, we do have to understand that, like, it is perplexing a little bit. We take this for granted. Everybody knows this is the first test. But what, what kind of test is this? If Hashem is giving them all these goodies, the answer is Avravino. He's not he's not a a um, high-maintenance person. Not high-maintenance, right? Avram Avinu is not someone, we would think, who needs wealth, who needs the good life, who needs lots of money to be happy. Avram Avinu is content doing the right thing, doing the will of Hashem. And Hashem does promise him all these goodies. It's not the goodies that's going to get Avram. Hashem is promising him kids. He doesn't have kids yet, but that would be pretty appealing. The test of Avram, nevertheless, wasn't as he prepared to follow Hashem. The test of Avram wasn't so much as he prepared to move somewhere new, to go somewhere. If Hashem wants him to go, he'll go. He believes in Hashem. He's the first believer in Hashem. The test wasn't going. The test was leaving. Lech You have to leave. Lech. The test was the leaving. Not the, not the arriving. Not moving somewhere new. The test was leaving. Now why is that a test? The answer is, to the contrary. Avram is a believer. What's he doing all these years? What's he doing there in Haran? What, 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 what is he up to in Haran? He's living in Haran. What's he up to? He's doing kiruv. Avram has set up a kiosk. He set up a a a, a, um, a yeshiva. He set up a kiruv operation. Avram Avinu and Sara, working together with Sara, they have they have a, a house on campus over there in Haran. They're doing kiruv. They're reaching. They're doing outreach. Avram Avinu has established himself in Haran. He and Sara have established themselves an entire operation to reach out to an entire community. That's what they're up to. And Avram Avinu is, is busy there. The Pazik says that he, he did succeed. There were a lot of lives that he touched. <laughs> a lot of lives that he touched, a lot of lives that were transformed, a lot of lives that were elevated and raised and illuminated due to Avram Avinu and Sarah Imenu's involvement. And Avram Avinu says, Okay, Hashem, yes, I see you have so many goodies waiting for me over there. And Rich is waiting for me over there. And Nice is waiting for me over there. But I still have so much to do over here. I have a lot to do. I was makar of so many people, but there's so many people still I can reach out to. It's not the arriving, it's the leaving. Yeah, but you can still Lech lecha. You can what? still reach out to people where... Wherever he goes, sure. Sure, wherever he goes. 100%, 100%. There's people that need him everywhere, but what Avram is saying is that they, but I'm right here, right now, and they need me over here. They need me over here. This is the Icah test of the Lech Lecha is they need me here. They need me here. How can I go? And the the, the embassist rabbi said there's only one answer to that question. You know the only reason that he left? Hashem said, leave. He got a clear directive, a clear instruction from Hashem. Go. If not for that, Avram would have stayed in Becharen, even if he knows the beauty of Eretz Canaan. It was known to Avram, Avinu, that Eretz Canaan slash Eretz Yisrael is destined to go to him, is destined to go to V'nei Shem. Avram knows that. The descendants of Shem know that that's really their birthright that that's what they're supposed to get and the Kananim are these these um these gangs the gangs that like push them out the kananim are the bullies that push them out abram knows that, he, that really he's a senator ultimately supposed to be there yet he's in haran and he has so much to do in haran and his interests are going to be to stay in haran again not for the good life not because he's used to it not because of the logistics he knows the system he knows the rules but because he's being productive over there and he has so much to do over there and that really was the default of Avram is that on his own he's definitely staying there and Hashem says, no Avram, you have to give all that up you have to go somewhere else <laughs> that's the Nesayim that's the Nesayim because there's room for Avram to challenge that there's room for Avram to second guess that there's room for Avram to say to Hashem I understand you want me to go to Canaan but but give me a few more years give me some time over here there's still so much to do and I, I'm involved over here and I'm set up over here I'm established over here I know the people over here, they know me give me a few more years, and that's what he could have said, that's what he ought to have said, and the test was to see if he's going to say that, and instead, lech lecha, without hesitating, without questioning, vay, Avram kasher diber Hashem. Hashem uh, Avram got up and went like Hashem said. He gets up and follows the Reba Yen So, this is really the Iker Nisayin of lech lecha, the Iker Nisayin of leaving, is the leaving, not the going, is the faithfully, blindly following Hashem, even though his... Instincts and his seichel tells him that that he has what to do over here, and he really did, and therein lies the nesayin. Nevertheless, Hashem says, "Leave." Okay, so very interesting. It wasn't a, a test of of, of a material materialism, a test of you know this is the good life. There, one of the things going to happen. There's, is is the difficult life. It was the test of putting his faith in Hashem over and before his. interest in, in, in continuing his own involvement in, in, in touching lives and okay so that, that's that's more or less in a nutshell that's the the the, 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 the first idea that we're going to discuss in this part very interesting idea um, yeah okay um, and so obviously Hashem had other ideas hashem had, had hashem can't demand that Hashem overrided Avram's interests, but Avram on his own is saying, "I have so much to do over here." He would have stayed on his own, and Hashem says, "No, now you need to be in Eretz Now you need to be in Eretz now is the time for you to start planting roots in uh, in 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 in, in Eretz itself." Okay, L- let's focus in now. Another another idealist. Let's discuss one of the specifics that was promised to Avram is the Haya Bracha, the Haya Bracha, which means you will be a Bracha. What does that mean? Who knows the word Rashi says over here? Hashem tells Avram, Veheyei bracha, you will be a bracha. What, is, what does Rashi say? Veheyei bracha. Who are Rashi, a Rashi you'd know here? Who knows Rashi? Veheyei bracha, what? When I have a baby? No, 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 that's... That's, um... V'eschel l'goy gadol, you'll have kids. That's Rashi's second shot, good. What's the first? Veheyei bracha. Rashi says, Veheyei bracha. I'll read the Rashi. Rashi on nasunas biyadcha. You, Avram, are going to have the ability to give brachas now. You can give brachas. Avram, you go to Eretz Yisrael, you're going to give brachas. You're going to be able to give brachas. Explains Rashi. Till now, who's in charge of giving brachas? I gave brachas. If someone's going to get brachas, he has to come to me. I gave the brachas. I gave Adam a brachas. I gave Noyach a brachas. I gave you a bracha. Now you, Avram, you can give brachas. You can give brachas. So, who's the first person? This is a good the trivia question to ask. Right, who is the first person that, that people lined up to get brachas from? First person in history that, that you went, that you stood online to get a bracha? Avram Avinu. Before Avram, no one could give brachas. Very interesting, Rashi. Before Avram, nobody was able to give brachas. You couldn't give a brach to anybody. Friday night? No, none of that going on Friday night. The Kayanim, not giving brachas. Go to the Baba, the Chacham, the Re- HaRebi. Ha- Noah is giving brachas. Avram I Avinu mean, is the first person that can give brachas. Avram is the first person. that has people lining up outside his door for brachas. Question is, why? Noyach ish Tamim was a tzadik. Shame. Shame opens the yeshiva with Aver. Shame and Aver. are two of Avram Avinu's grandparents. They have a yeshiva. Yeshiva, shame and aver Shame survives the Mabal. Shame, shame is a tzaddik. Nayach is a tzaddik, Eivr is a tzaddik, Shem and Aver have a yeshiva. How come nobody until Avram can give brachas? What changed? <laughs> the question of you, what changed? Avram can give brachas, nobody before Avram can, can give brachas. when you hear the question? So what changed? No, what changed? This is the question. How come Naya can't give brachas? How come Shem and Aver can't give brachas? So you guys want to hear the answer, you know what changed? Amazing idea. How come Avram is the first person in history, Shlomo? You hear the question, Shlomo? You, you want a bracha, you can't go to Nayak for a bracha. You can't go to Shame for a bracha. You can't go to Aver for a bracha. You can't go to Misu Shalach for a bracha. Mr. Seth. Mr. Sad? Seth? Seth. Seth. Shays. That's right, Shays. Yeah, you can't even go to Shays for a bracha. That's right. No brachas over there. Mr. Enosh. Enosh, yeah, we, yeah, Enosh maybe wasn't the best person to go to for a bracha anyway, but, but no, no one before Avram can give brachas. What changed? What, 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 what was innovated with Avram that now Avram can give brachas? The answer is like this. What changes with Avram? Avram actually ushers in a new era in humanity, a new era in history, and there is a change, a fundamental change in the world from Avram and onward. We know that Chazal divide the world, and how many years is the world going to last for? Rabbi, say six thousand. six thousand years, right? Six thousand years, and then there's no more world anymore. Mashiach has to come sometime before the year the six, the six thousand, and whenever Mashiach comes, till the year six thousand, those are the Yemaisa Mashiach. Then the Shabbos Kodesh, there's mm-hmm. a thousand years of nothingness, and then Olim mm-hmm. Habav, right? Everybody knows this. So we're in the year fifty-seven eighty-four, minimum. It might even be later than that, right? Some say it's really later than fifty-seven eighty-four. Yeah, that's not for now. So we have 200... Uh, yeah, showing room, yeah. it's a discussion, it's a hack. There's some years missing from the Persian Empire years. But um, so that means, that means 216 <laughs> years left until the year 6000. We've got 216 years left uh, within which Mashiach has to come, and in 216 years, there's no more world. Um, which uh, which, which uh, reminds me of a story... There's once a woman, you know, the scientists have different ideas of how old the universe is and how long the universe is still going to last for. So there's a, a woman who was once attending a, uh, a, a, a conference, a, a, a conference of astronomers. Somehow this lady was, for some reason, she was attending this conference, and they had all these presentations, and then, and, and, um, and uh, so someone was giving a whole presentation, a big astronomer, a physicist, he was giving a presentation, and um, and he was talking about how uh, you know eventually, eventually, the sun can only last so long. The scientists say the sun eventually is going to burn itself out. All the um, all the uh, the fusion that's going on inside the sun is eventually going to it's going to eat up its own fuel, and eventually the sun's going to explode, and there's no more sun, there's no more solar system, right? And um, as the scientist was saying this, he was saying, you know, how much fuel the sun has left, how long it's going to take, there's like a gasp from the back, and this woman in the back, suddenly, she almost, she turned pale, and she almost fainted. And, and, and she said, what did you say? What did you say? She asked the scientist. The scientist said, I said, in about four billion years, the sun is going to use up all of its fuel and it's going to blow up and explode and destroy everything. In about four billion years. She said, oh, thank goodness, thank goodness. I thought you said four million years. <laughs> so, Anyway. Anyway, getting back to the Shira, I say, getting back to getting back to this. So we got 216 years left, right? 216 years left, which um, you know, we're, we should all be in the Shach till 120. But that means either way, even if it's 216, which is more than 120 years from now, we all got to be doing tshuva, all of us. We have to do tshuva and bring Mashiach. That's you know who, you know who, um, and um, that's going to bring us to the year six thousand. Now Chazal say in the 6,000 years that the world's going to last for, that gets divided to three different time frames. Three different eras, the Gemara says. Three chunks of 2,000 years. Says the Gemara, there's 2,000 years of which is 2,000 years of like emptiness, of nothing. That's the first 2,000 years. Then 2,000 years, says the Gemara of what? Toira? 2,000 years of Toira? Is the middle 2,000 years? And the final 2,000 years, 2,000 years of Mashiach. Toyu, Toyura, and Mashiach, says the Gemara. 2,000, 2,000, 2,000 two years of Toyu, of nothingness, of, of, of desolation, 2,000 years of Toyura, and then 2,000 years of Mashiach. Now, now, we're well into the 2,000 years of Mashiach, right? We're, we're um, some... 1,740-whatever um, um, years into the... 1,740-whatever years into the and 84 years into, into Mashiach times but the years of Mashiach means that it roughly coincides with, with the destruction of the second base Hamikdash a little bit after and it, it's the years of getting ready for Mashiach Chalai getting ready getting purged getting purified getting ready over the final travails of the final gullets to get ready for Mashiach that's the final 2000 years let's focus on the first and the second chunks of 2000 years 2000 years of Emptiness of desolation, then two thousand years of Tyro. The world goes from Tayu to Tyro. At the two thousand year mark. When does that happen? When does the world shift from two thousand years of nothingness to two thousand years of Tyro? What happens at the two thousand year mark? Tairu tairu. Not Man Tyro. No. Mount Tyro wasn't till the year twenty four forty eight. Mabul. The Mabul was in the year um, one thousand six hundred and 56 I think uh, I didn't burn it. No. What happens the two, Why is 2,000 years of, of Toyu And then 2,000 years of Torah What happens at that 2,000 year mark This is when Avram Avinu is active Avram Avinu is born In the year 1948 According to Jewish years At the 2,000 year mark This is when Avram is 52 Avram Avram Avinu's era Marks the transition of the world From Toyu to Torah so far, so good. Till Avram Avinu, the world is in a state of, of desolation, of emptiness, of Toyhu. Avram Avinu brings a new era to the world, that's Torah, and that lasts until the final 2,000 years, which is the 2,000 years of Mashiach. Avram <laughs> Avinu ushers in the 2,000 years of Toira. Avram. Us standing by our sinai, that happens 500 years later, 500 years into Torah. Toira begins with Avram Avinu. So here, let's ask a question. Uh, before Avram, we don't have toira. We Again, we have Adam we have Noyach, we have Shame, we have Eber, they're learning Torah. Noyach learned Torah, Rashi says. Shame and Eber have a yeshiva. How come Torah only begins with Avram? The answer is, there's something different about Avram than everyone else. Everyone else is there to learn Torah, but the Torah stayed contained, contained, trapped. Because they stayed trapped within. What? Very good, excellent, <laughs> excellent. Noyach learned Torah, but the Torah stayed in Noyach. It stayed in the table. Noyach didn't spread the Torah to anyone. Shame and Aver, had a yeshiva. You had to go find them. Avram Avinu is by Yichrusham to Hashem, to shame Hashem. Avram Avinu disseminates. Avram Avinu spreads, and this represents going from Tohu to Toera, a world where Toera is not spread, is not disseminated, is not taught. That's desolate. That's barren. The Torah hasn't really come down into the world. It's a world that is still very empty, and is a world that is. That is still raw and rough because the tar hasn't really come down. Where's the tar you want to know where the tar is in everyone's heads? It's in naych's head. It's in Shaman Aver's head. It's not in the world. So it's really more up there than it is down here. The world. What's in the world? This is a world of Tayu. This is a world of emptiness. Yes, you hear? Avravinu comes, Was Avrainu? Avravinu, what does he innovate and originate? The idea of asu Biharan of teaching, of spreading, of bring the Torah down, yes, into his head, but then projecting it. To everyone around him, through his hadras panim, through his mouth, through his beard, right through everything, right. Torah comes out through every aspect of Avram to every aspect of his surroundings. This is what Torah is. Torah is when you bring it all the way down. It doesn't stop in your head, but you bring it all the way down. It goes through you. This is what Torah really is. So far, so good. Everybody with me? Yes. This is why the two thousand years of Torah begin with Avram. So Torah that says trapped. You can't really say you can. I, I, a, a is, 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 happening, but not in this world. It's not happening down here. The Torah didn't come down here yet. This world is still you. For Torah to come down here, it has to be it has to be spread. And when someone pulls that off, when someone actually achieves that, when he learns Torah and he brings it down here, what he's doing is actually, in fact, he is now in a very different place in terms of his existence. He's now partnering with Hashem Himself. He's a partner in creation. Someone who is not just learning, but He's teaching. Someone whose Torah comes all the way down here. The Torah spreads, the Torah is, 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 is uh, resonating, is radiating. He's a partner with Hashem. What does that mean He's a partner with Hashem in creation? Hashem has created the world to run the world, to be involved in the world, to be guiding the world, to be at the top of the world and to give His bounty and blessing <laughs> From the very top, all the way down through all levels of existence into the world itself. This is what Hashem is doing. Someone that is learning and disseminating is exactly paralleling Hashem in that he is at the highest level of existence up where Hashem is. He is absorbing Tyro and letting it come down through him into the entire world. Exactly paralleling what Hashem himself does. So he's at the very top, because Torah goes all the way to the very top. He's at the very top because he's learning. When a Yid learns Torah, as we, we mentioned this this morning in, in, uh, in Eben the Torah is above mitzvahs, Torah is higher than mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are, are one notch below Torah, because mitzvahs have to do with the mundane. Torah is above everything, Torah generates the mundane, Torah creates the mundane. Torah is, is part and parcel, side by side with Hashem Himself. It's part of, so to speak, the, the revelation of Hashem's essence and uh, uh, Hashem's will itself. And that's where Torah is at that highest level. And when we are learning Torah, we're also positioning ourselves at that highest level. And when we teach it, we're bringing it all the way down to the lowest level. This is not a world that's desolate anymore. This is not a world that's barren. This is a world that is now illuminated with Torah, but illuminated with our Torah, the Torah that we're bringing down. We're connected from the very top to the very bottom. We are a ladder. We are that ladder that is... Needs of the of arts of We're a ladder that its feet are planted on the ground, and our heads go all the way up to the heavens. That's what we are. We're a ladder of these rungs, and we're bringing. We go up, and we're bringing the Torah down all the way down to this world. So, therefore, we are side by side with Rebbeinu Shlalem in what, as this the Ramchal explains, in uh, guiding creation, in maintaining creation, maintaining the order of creation, which is. Hashem at the very top radiating his energy and his will all the way through all levels all the way down to the very bottom. A yid that sits and learns and teaches and his higher radiates everywhere around him is doing the same thing. And he is able through his actions and through his (laughs) deeds and through his thoughts and through his words to also direct divine energy all the way down into the world. In short... Someone who is connected to Torah, someone who is involved with Torah, someone who is occupied with the pursuit of Torah, and Torah in the sense of Torah coming all the way down into this world, is directing energy and life down into this world, and more than energy and life, he's also directing what? Bracha. Bracha. Bracha comes down here. If someone is not yet in that role of Torah, even if he's doing mitzvahs, but he's not in, in, in a position of, of learning, of learning and bringing his Torah down here. <coughs> See, he may have mitzvahs, he may be able to be a tzaddik, but he doesn't have his finger on that pulse. He's not connected to those currents that take Hashem's energy and, and shefa and bounty, down from the top all the way down to the bottom, because for that to happen, and for you to be involved in that, you need to be someone who's involved with Torah. So said differently, turning all this around, with real Torah, real um, Torah preoccupation and activity comes the involvement with Hashem in running the universe itself and if I don't have that, then I am supplying maybe I, 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 uh, I'm a necessary part of this world but to be a director to direct bracha, to direct Hashem's energy with that Torah you can't direct, you can't direct things. You can only direct if I'm at the very top I'm looking down from the very top and I see all the way down to the bottom that i can i can direct where things are going to go that comes with Tairo. who is the first person in history that is really an embodiment of Torah? that's avram avinu until avram we have Toihu. the world's in the state of toyu torah is contained in in the realm of the of, of of machshava the neshama the seicha the intellect it's 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 kept up there in the cranium it is contained in the cerebrum it's not coming down here it's ta- the world itself is a world where we only see Toyhu and therefore, the, the even the leaders of those times, Nayak and Shem and Eber, are living in a different place than Avram, doing something different than Avram. They're 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 not involved, and not engaged in what we can call Torah. Bring toira down because that's not their task, that's not their task, that's not their activity. Avram is involved in Torah, and as we just said, with Torah comes the ability to be a director, and this is why Vin is the first one they can give a bracha. Why is Avram the first one that that, that is capable of giving brachas? That clock is slow. How can nobody told me? Wow, I thought we still had. Time. I was wondering. Like it seems like we shouldn't really still have ten minutes, right? Should we go oh, with this clock or or? Okay, let's let's um let's uh let's let's keep things moving then. Wow, what happened, Dovey, You playing around with the clock? Yeah, put some more. You put a few more minutes on the clock, huh? Okay, good for you, Dovey. doing for the home team. The home team give us ten more minutes on the clock. Okay, anyway, so Rabbi said, this is why Avram can give brachas nobody before Avram can give brachas. Everybody understand? And this is why, you want to hear a beautiful idea? There was once a certain, a certain Rav, and someone went to him for a bracha, and he said, you want a bracha? Find anyone that's sitting and learning full-time. Anyone that's sitting and learning full-time. Go to anyone that's sitting and learning and ask him for a bracha. His bracha will work. Anyone that's sitting and learning... The Chavetz Chaim, you say this a little differently. Chaim, people used to go to the Chavetz Chaim for brachas. The Chavetz Chaim would say, "Why coming to me for bracha? If if only Yidden would know how much bracha there is just in in a Daf Gemara. in a Perik Mishnayis, they wouldn't come to me for brachas. They would open up Mishnayis, they would learn a Daf Gemara. Two two different ways of saying the same thing. Bracha comes from being a partner in creation. Bracha comes from being connected with Hashem. Bracha comes from being at the top level, learning Torah and bring the Torah all the way down over here. That's what creates bracha. That's what brings bracha, Rabbi. Say, and. When we sit and learn, we are Vahyei Bracha, we're like Avram Avinu. We sit and learn, and certainly, especially when we learn, and we teach, when we learn in a way, our, our Torah illuminates our surroundings, our Torah brings, uh, our, our Torah is brought down to the people around us, then we are in, an embodiment of Bracha. And that's the, the legacy that we have that goes back to Avram Avinu, that Torah itself conveys Bracha, Torah itself confers Bracha, Torah itself being occupied with real Torah, Lilmaid learning and teaching, learning and giving over, puts us at the very top of creation where we partners with Hashem Himself and that brings bracha into the world. So you want a bracha? Go to anyone that's sitting and learning. Ask, ask them for a bracha. The bracha will, will work. The bracha will work. Because the hayay bracha. That's Avram of Venus kayach to give brachas because Avram is the kayach of Tyra. Okay, everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Look at the Shabbos. Lots and lots and lots of good news. Thank you for joining me.